You've probably seen me talk about the red pill recently. It's a rabbit hole that I've been going down recently that is uh, pretty interesting. The red pill basically is a segment of the internet filled with men trying to figure out the issues in their dating lives, um, often in their lives beyond their relationships, beyond their interactions with women. Interesting rabbit hole to go down. But anyway, there's a term in the red pill that is actually pretty on point. The term is one-itis with a capital O. One-itis basically means, you know, feeling like there's only one person for you. In the case of men, there's only one woman for you. You need this one woman to be happy. You feel incredibly in love with one person. And you're looking for the one, you know, the capital O one that you've probably heard about in various other places. I think this whole idea of, you know, the soulmate, and if you just look through the entire world, you'll find the one person who's perfect for you. I think this is a really dangerous idea. And in today's video, I'm going to talk about the three key distinctions between what I believe to be unhealthy neediness or one-itis and genuine love. My name is Zachary Stockhill, and since 2013, I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome retroactive jealousy, overcome obsessive jealousy, and often save their relationships. If you'd like to work with me or you'd like more information about my work, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. Three differences between one-itis and genuine love. I think one of the key components in genuine love that comes from a healthy place that is sustainable and beautiful is wanting someone, often wanting them in a very profound way, but not feeling like you need them for survival. I get a lot of pushback on this idea because a lot of people find this idea of needing someone for survival incredibly romantic. But there's a few problems with that. Number one, neediness is frequently absolutely terrible in creating and sustaining long-term attraction. And I think attraction in a relationship is extremely important. You ask any young woman, you know, do you find neediness in men attractive? 99.9% .9 of them, if they're being honest with you, will tell you, no, I want a man who really wants me, but I'm not so interested in a man who feels like he needs me. Because if a woman feels like you need her, on some level, I think you're telling her, I don't have much else going on in my life. I don't have goals. I don't have real interests. I don't have passions that are completely unrelated to my dating life. I'm just focused on you. And I need you to fill this hole inside of me that I can't seem to fill myself. I've said many times on this channel and elsewhere, I think a healthy relationship is based on two people who want each other, but don't feel like they need each other. Two people who have full lives on their own, but whose lives are better together. Two people who are happy on their own, but feel like they're happier together. Two people who can be single and be very happy being single, but they feel better when they're in a relationship, or at least a good relationship. The distinction between wanting and needing is crucial here. And I really want you to think about this if you're a guy predisposed to, you know, these ideas about finding the one and finding your soulmate and finding someone who completes you. This is another phrase that just makes me crazy. I want to find someone who'll complete me. If you're not complete yourself, if you don't have a full life of hobbies and interests and friends and family and goals and passions and various pursuits that have nothing to do with the opposite sex, or if you're gay or whatever, the same sex, you get my point. If you don't have a full life outside of your relationship life, you are setting yourself up for complete failure, complete disaster in your relationship life. Because your partner or partners, because there will be many of them, will smell that neediness and desperation on you a mile away. It's terrible for attraction. Focus on wanting someone, 
but not needing them. I also think another key distinction between one-itis and genuine love is when you genuinely love someone, at least I believe, you want the best for that person, genuinely want the best for them, whatever that means. If that means they need to go off and break up with you, fine. Goodbye and God bless. I'll find someone better for me. You'll find someone better for you. Goodbye. You know, wanting the best for them, whatever that means. Because guys who struggle with this one-itis, they don't genuinely love that person. They think they do. They love that person and they want the best for that person insofar as that person gives them what they actually want. It's an enormously selfish, one-sided kind of love. You're mostly focused on getting love rather than giving it. And I really believe in this, wanting the best for your partner, whatever that means. And of course, this does not mean that you should put up with cheating and lies and infidelity and sketchy behavior and bad treatment and of course all of those things. Love yourself first. Have your own boundaries and values first before you get in a relationship. Sometimes wanting the best for that person involves letting them go, involves breaking up with them because you know that you can't give them what they want, what they need. Sometimes that is absolutely the most loving thing someone can do. I've been in this position before where I had a relationship with an absolutely incredible woman. She wanted certain things that I couldn't give her at that point in my life. A level of commitment, a level of investment that I simply couldn't do. It was impossible for me to do at that young point in my life. So I had to end the relationship. I had to move on. And it wasn't because I didn't love her. It wasn't for a lack of love. It was because I loved her that I made that decision. Because I knew deep down that she would be better off without me. She needed to find things that I couldn't give her. True love is about wanting the best for that person, whatever that means. This is a big idea. This has taken me a long time to really understand. But I think any you know, description of true love, I think that's a pretty good starting point. The final distinction, in my view, between one-itis and genuine love is when you genuinely love that person, you love them with all their flaws and imperfections in plain sight. One-itis involves a certain degree of idealizing, putting your partner on a pedestal, what I call pedestalization, or idealization if you like, which is corrosive to attraction, which is corrosive to the long-term health of your bond with this person, which is corrosive to all kinds of elements in the relationship. It's going to push that person away ultimately. It's not attractive, it's not sustainable, and it's based on a fantasy because no one's perfect. No one should be idealized. I don't care who you are or how wonderful you are. We've all got deep flaws and imperfections and things we should be working on and blind spots and all the rest, right? No one is perfect. And if you're idealizing your partner, if you're saying things like, oh, she's perfect and she's the only woman for me and she's, you know, all these things, you know, on one level, you're probably trying to give them a compliment, which is nice. But on another level, you're telling them that I don't see all your flaws. And if I see your flaws, that's going to completely shatter my image of you. I think when you genuinely love someone, you love them with all of their flaws and mistakes and past mistakes and imperfections in plain view. And on some level, you don't love them in spite of those flaws and imperfections, but you love them because of them, because that's part of the whole unique package that makes this person them, that makes them unique. So if you're trying to decide whether you have one-itis for someone or you genuinely love them, ask yourself, do I love everything about this person? Everything. And again, this is another big idea that's taken me a long time to really think about and understand. I am certainly not perfect when it comes to this. I still have expectations and standards that are sometimes unrealistic, frankly, for myself and others. But it's a good question to ask yourself. Do I love this person with all their flaws and imperfections in plain view? 
Or on some level, am I still putting them on a pedestal? Am I still idealizing them? Because if you are, that is a recipe for a breakup. It's going to happen. It's just a question of when. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.